Welcome back to PHM Experience, the podcast. This is a production of Powerhouse Ministries in Smyrna, Delaware, and we are going to be bringing you weekly sermons and our midweek services, as well as podcasts and interviews that we think are going to empower and enrich your life. When you're done listening, feel free to share with someone else, because you never know what impact the word may make. Be blessed. and Elder Marlene Brown back to back and think I'm not about to run around this room? <laughs> Come on now. I see y'all in the chat saying amen, but I hope that you is clapping your hand and lifting your voice because God is still worthy even in your bedroom, even in your living room, okay? I know that if you're feeling down, I need you to rewind this this live when this is when this is over and listen to it again. Sometimes you got to get stuff deep down in your soul, all right? We're going to pass the baton to our next dynamic speaker, she needs an introduction, but that's my job to introduce. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce our very own Elder Sybil Bull, bringing in the letter P. Let's go ahead and unmute you. Wow, everyone. Let's just take a moment and give God some praise for what we just heard. Does anybody have a hallelujah? Does anyone have a thank you, Jesus? Will you just put that in the chat? Will you give us just some praise? Let's just praise God together in this oneness, in this moment. Somebody lift your hands, open your mouth. Somebody may just feel like just dancing right where you are. We started out with that H, right? He will handle it. I'm not sure what you're facing, what is happening in your life, but he will handle it. Just in case you're jumping on just now, we're in the hope factor and Bishop gave us that age. He will handle it. He will handle it. And then we just heard that he will handle it because there's this oneness between us and God, right? And that the father and Jesus and the Holy Spirit and us, like we're one, how powerful is that? And that every care and every thought and every desire and the plans that God has for us are so incredible that in that oneness, right? He's able to fortify us and help us and that we're reminded that he could handle it because we're one with him. And so tonight mine is P and I am going to do my best to stay right here and not ascend too far because I'm so excited. We're in this moment in this season, right? Tis the season to be jolly is what the songwriter says. Fa la 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 la. But for those of us who understand tis the season, every season of our lives we have a reason to be jolly. We have a reason as the P for today is to praise on purpose. We have a reason to praise on purpose. Someone put that in the chat. I will praise on purpose. I will praise on purpose. Say that, touch your neighbor if you're home, touch your cousin, touch the kids if you got a little baby at home. Just tell baby, we gonna praise on purpose. We will praise on purpose. So on tonight, we want to just go ahead and tell you praise, just in case some of you think it's only in a dance. Praise is a proclamation, is an exhortation, it's thanksgiving, acknowledgement, right? It is celebration and joyful sound, sound you either make out of your, your mouth or sound that you make on instruments. So whatever is happening in your life, I want you to say to yourself again, I will praise on purpose. Not because everything has lined up, 
not because this year has been incredible and just so overwhelming and so filled with goodness, but because God is always good. Let's remind ourselves because God is always good. So let me just tell you what praise does in the hope factor of our lives. In the hope factor of our lives, praise reminds us of our sovereign king. It just reminds us there are moments where we see through our, our natural lens and when we're looking at our lives through our natural lens and when we are experiencing things through our sensual being, we tend to want to listen to what we see and what we feel. But when we praise on purpose, it brings us back into a reminder of the sovereign king and the creator of all things. Woo! Somebody say that again. I will praise on purpose. Clap your hands, open your mouth, give a praise because that's the thing that the enemy does not want us to do. Praise on purpose. I'm one with God, so I have to exhort him. I have to make his name large. Nehemiah 9 and 6, right? It says it's reminding us of the sovereign king. So Nehemiah 9 and 6 says, you alone are the Lord. You alone are the Lord. You made the heavens, even the highest heavens. Woo! I don't even think we see the highest heavens. And all their starry hosts, the earth and all that is on it, the seas and all that is in them. You give life to everything and multitudes of heaven worship you. So if the multitudes of heaven is worshiping him, then I've got to praise on purpose. Why? Because the smallest detail, the smallest concerns of our lives matter to him. And when we praise, what does praise do? Praise proclaim who God is. Every now and then, <laughs> every now and then we have episodes, right? I know I do. We have episodes where the trouble or the challenges or the conflicts or whatever's happening in life, what's happening in uh, people in the relationship, whatever's happening on jobs, whatever's happening in the world can affect and infect us. So when we praise on purpose, it is a proclamation of who God is, right? I know that this is happening, but my God is able. When I praise on purpose, listen to what it says. I will give to the Lord thanks due to him. Why? Because I know he is righteous. Now, everybody over here is acting ratchet, but my God is righteous. I proclaim his righteousness. And because of his righteousness, I have been one. I've become one with him. And so I am able to be righteous. But also because he is righteous, he is sovereign. He is a God. He is Yahweh. He is Elohim. He, he is the creator. He is majesty. He is majestic. He is supreme. He never lies. He always shows up. He'll never forsake me. So when I proclaim in my praise who God is, it reminds me of who he is. And I speak to others when, when they're down and distraughtin. My praise on purpose could proclaim who God is in another person's life, not just in mine. I might be feeling like, God, you are everything, but I may come into the presence of someone who has this moment where sorrow or hopelessness is taking them over. But when I begin to fade to them, listen, when I think of the goodness of the Lord, anybody out there with me and all that he's done and all that he has done, even the things I don't visibly see, he has already done. 
from generation to generation, he's blessing us. He is the kind of God who says, you know what? I don't return to you the foolery that you do. I will forgive you. And when I forgive you, I don't even remember it. He's that sovereign God. He is that God who sets us in places of favor. Ah, hallelujah. And let me keep going. Let me go. Keep going. Psalms 29 and 1. Psalms 29 and 1. So we're proclaiming God, right? We're proclaiming God. We're talking about how amazing he is. So I'm praising on purpose. And when I begin to proclaim, you can't talk about God with not, without getting excited. Something happens. It, it, it's like a, an extra moment of oxygen or a fire that sh shoots up inside of you because there's this moment where you remember the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Oh my gosh, Psalm 29 and 1 through 11. I don't have time to read all of that, but I want you to know that Psalms 29, 1 through 11 talks about how almighty God is, how he has created everything and how everything in the universe proclaims who God is. And let me wrap this up in this moment. Praising on purpose keeps my soul boasting. Oh, my soul boasts in the Lord. Anybody's soul boasts in the Lord? Put that in the chat. If you're watching us on YouTube and you're able to comment, say, my soul boasts in my God. I will boast in my God. I will boast. Psalms 34 and 2 says, my soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. And so let, listen, listen, we're going to, when we boast in the Lord, the humble hear about it and, 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 and some gladness happens. Somebody say, I feel the glad glads in my praise on purpose. I feel the glad glads rising up. It's like the, the when I don't know about you, but when I get up in the morning, I feel parsed. Sometimes I don't feel um, energetic, but I drink water. And when I drink water, they said it's H2O, right? And so in that moment of drinking the water, it is something in that exchange. When it's going down, when I'm, I'm drinking it, something begins to exchange. I feel like my brain begins to work a little better. I feel like the, the oxygen is moving in my blood. That's what happens when my soul makes her boast in the Lord. I, I begin to remember. I begin to have faith. I begin to have expectation. I begin to talk about what's about to happen, not what is happening. And so my soul shall make her boast in the Lord, right? The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. I feel like almost preaching it here because we're praising on purpose. Let me calm down. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Anybody with me on today? We want to praise on purpose. We want to exalt his name. We want to make his name great. We want to make his name large. Is there anybody in your space that has a Shabbat? I got a Shabbat. Does anybody have a Yada praise? Does anybody have a dancing praise? Does anybody have any instruments around you that you just want to, you know, clap on the cymbals that you want to eat on the drums? You have horns. You have something. Let us exalt his name together. Let's talk about how he's a healer. Let's talk about how he's a miracle worker. Let's talk about how he makes ways out of no way. Let's talk about the gift of Jesus Christ that came just on time when I wasn't even born, when you were not even born. 
I praise on purpose that the blood reached through generations and saved me and saved you. We praise on purpose. It said, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my foes, from all my fears, from all my woes, from all my frightening moments, from all my intimidation. Oh, let's praise on purpose. Let's pause right there and praise on purpose. Wherever you are, clapping your hands, open up your mouth, release a praise, put it in the chat. Somebody give Give us a hallelujah. I thank you, Jesus. Lord, I love you. I celebrate you. I bless you for these 12 months. I thank you, Lord, for keeping me. I thank you, Lord, for providing for me. I thank you, Lord, that you have covered us. I thank you, Lord, that even though the pestilence may have came nigh, it did not overtake me. I thank you for the weapon that may have been formed, but it did not prosper. I thank you, Father God, for my laying down and my rising up. I thank you for the ability to move and to be in you. Hallelujah. I thank you for the sound mind to make good decisions. Even in the moments when I didn't want to have a sound mind, I'm talking to you, God, the Holy Spirit quicken you. So I praise you on purpose. So in this hope factor, no matter where you are, I want you to understand that we have to proclaim, exhort, acknowledge, give thanks, and make his name large. And you and I are created to praise on purpose. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is my P for today. Praise on purpose. Glory to God. Glory to God. How am I supposed to moderate in the middle of my praise party? Come on. If you, if you still haven't given him a hallelujah, go ahead and give him a hallelujah. If you ain't giving him a thank you, Jesus. Y'all, we are in the final days of 2020, which means we made it. We made it this far by faith. God is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy. And I think this E that is coming up is right on time. I feel like the scripture that says from glory to glory to glory. I tell you, talk about oneness. I feel like everyone who's delivered the word tonight has been in the spirit, just knowing this is what the people need tonight. And so I am so excited to bring on our very last dynamic speaker, Elder Demetra Huff. I'm going to stop talking so she can start talking. All right. Good evening. Hallelujah. This has been a blessing. I tell you, sitting here, listening to the other speakers and waiting my turn, I've had to hold myself together because I could just run off and not be on screen, and then you would just have to figure out what he meant for yourself. But I have kept it together that I might share with you what the Lord has to say to you tonight about the word E. My letter in the hope is E for expectation. And I'm sure that when you came tonight to the Bible study, you had an expectation. You didn't know what we were going to share with you, but you had an expectation, expectation that God would speak to you about your situation. I'm excited. Bishop has talked about he will handle it. Jesus Christ will handle all things concerning you. And Elder Marlene has shared that we are in oneness with Jesus Christ. My God, thank him for the cross that brought us into oneness. We were afar off, but he brought us in through the sacrifice of his life. And Pastor Sybil, Elder Sybil Bull told us that we need to praise on 
purpose. We need to praise on purpose. We must have dedication and a plan to add praise into all that we do. Now I'm going to bring it all in because they've kind of tipped into my E for expectation with what they shared with you. So I have a few scriptures that I want to walk you through the word of God that you can go back and read these scriptures. They are familiar stories. You are familiar with all these characters of the word, but they may not have stood out in this way that you would think about the fact that their life's journey was a purpose filled moment of expectation. We have in Genesis chapters 37 through 48, it tells us the story of the life of Joseph. And we've read Joseph's story before. He was the 11th son of of Isaac and uh, not Isaac. I'm sorry. He was the 11th son of Jacob and Jacob had 12 sons and Joseph was his favorite because he was from his beloved wife, Rachel. But Joseph had an experience with God as a young child. He received the word from the Lord through two dreams. He shared those dreams with his family. And let me tell you, sometimes you have to keep the things that God has shared you shared with you to yourself because everybody is not ready. Now he shared it and God allowed some strange and unusual, some difficult, some challenging, some tumultuous, some painful things to happen in the life of Joseph. But Joseph stayed the course. Joseph did not falter. He stood on the word. He lived according to the word. And in the end, the manifestation of those dreams, which was to deliver his family out of a famine and to deliver Egypt through the famine that they might provide food for the other nations around them came to pass. It didn't matter that the devil used his family. It didn't matter that the devil used his employer. It didn't matter that the devil tried to squash an opportunity where he could have been delivered by the hands of men. But God said, no, you will only be delivered by my hand. So Joseph waited on the word. He did not turn back. He did not falter. He stood on the word of God. He stood on the foundation of the commandments of God and lived for God, even through all that it took, which was many years before he got to his manifested end. Now we're going to jump way over into the New Testament. In the book of Matthew, there was a woman with the issue of blood, 12 long years of suffering sickness, 12 long years of suffering sickness. I don't know if you've been sick before, but I don't know that I would want to suffer 12 long years of sickness. That sickness caused her to be ostracized. That sickness caused her to lose money. That sickness caused her to be separated from her family, but she kept on believing. She kept on seeking opportunity. That story is in Matthew 9, uh, verses 20 and 22. It's also in Mark 5, 25 through 34, and Luke 8, 43 through 48. One day, her expectation of deliverance met up with Jesus. She had heard about a man who had been going through Israel, healing people, changing people's lives, delivering them set free. She knew she shouldn't be close to the man of God because she was considered unclean, but she believed she had expectation. She expected that something was going to happen. And she just reached out and touched the hem of his garment. And my God, her situation went from bleak 
to deliverance. Her situation went from long suffering to rejoicing. And she knew that she had been changed. She knew that she would never be the same. As we tip on through the book of Matthew, we find another woman who believed that there was an opportunity in Christ Jesus. In Matthew 15, 21 through 28, the Sarah Phoenician woman, another woman who was counted out, not because she had sickness, but because she was not considered a child of God. She was considered excluded and dirty and unable to access the things of God. But she had heard about a man. Jesus was yet on his way traveling with his disciples. And she said, Jesus, she cried out to the man of God, help me because my daughter is grievously vexed. And the Lord went on with a long discourse with her about you are not the ones that I'm here for because you are not of the house of Israel. She did not even let his discouraging words faze her. She expected that he could change her daughter's situation. And she retorted that, yes, you're right. I am on the outside looking in, but I know that you are able to do this thing for my child. And the Lord commended her on her faith and her daughter was healed. As we go over to the further into the book of Matthew, we have a centurion in Matthew 8, uh, verses 5 through 13, there's a soldier, another person who is not of the house of Israel, but a person who expected something to happen when Jesus was in his situation. He had a servant in his home who was ill, and he went unto the Lord and asked him to heal the man. The Lord said, I'll come to your home. He said, oh, no, no, no. You, man of God, don't have to come to my home because I understand that you have the authority to do what I need done just by speaking the word, just by speaking the word. If you call upon the Lord, believing that he can do that thing for you, the word will change your situation. You can speak the word of God over your life and be changed. You can speak the word over that family member that might be sick and their situation will be changed. You just have to have faith and believe that the word of God will do what it says. You have to have faith and believe that the word of God is for you. The centurion's faith caused his servant to be healed when Jesus spoke the word. Jesus was amazed at the faith of those just outside of, on the outside looking in, not included, not considered to be the right ones to have access to the things of God. Sometimes you and I are discounted and counted out. But God said, through my son, Jesus Christ, and through the oneness, as Elder Marlene said, you are included and have access to all that Jesus can bring in our lives. Now, the last group that I want to talk about is in Luke 17, verses 11 through 19. They are 10 lepers. Now, we know that if we study the word of God, that the disease of leprosy was considered foul. It was considered disgusting. It was considered dirty. It was a disease that ate away at your body. And there was no treatment for it. it caused those who contracted it to be excluded from community. It caused them to have to live on the outskirts. It caused them to have to beg that people might help them and provide for them because they could not be in the company of community and provide for themselves. As Jesus was traveling by, these 10 lepers cried out. They called upon the name of the Lord and they asked the Lord that he might 
delivered them and healed them from their affliction. And Jesus told them to go into the house of the Lord, to the temple, and they would show themselves and then they would be made clean. Well, there was one of the 10 who did what Pastor Sybil said we need to do, which was praise on purpose. He went back and praised the Lord. He went back and praised the Lord. Not only was he healed from this afflicting disease, he was made whole. His body was restored and salvation was coming unto him. We thank God that we can expect things from our savior, Jesus Christ. We thank God that we have a place that we can go and call on him. Like many of the people did in the scripture, they called upon the Lord. The blind man, he called, thou son of David, and called upon the Lord. You can call upon the Lord in the midst of your situation, and it will be changed as long as you have expectation. I pray that as you go back and read these scriptures, they will bolster your faith. They will give you the encouragement that you need to call upon the Lord and believe and have faith that he will do what he says he will do. God bless you and may this hopeful factor change your life. Thanks for tuning in to another week of PHM Experience, the podcast. This is a production of Powerhouse Ministries Incorporated, located in Smyrna, Delaware, where Bishop Duane L. Bull and Pastor Sybil Bull are our senior pastors. Tune back in for another empowering sermon, class, or midweek service experience that we know is going to bless your life. As always, come with the experience.